Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. What a pleasure it is to be sitting next to you, even though I see you every weekend. <laughs> yeah, we used to have a, you and I joke, because we used to have a little group last year, both our first seasons on the beat, and uh, things have changed quite a bit. Yeah, we were like the new kids on the block, and comparatively, we are the still new young faces on the block, but we've definitely matured after going through a 111 season, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe some tears were shed on the side, maybe they weren't, <laughs> but we've had some good discussions and you've helped me out and I hope I've helped you out in whatever way I possibly could have. <laughs> Trial by fire though. We learned on the job yeah. as it went. Um, tell the people, where can we find your work, Twitter, all that good stuff? Well, I work for CU Sports Report under Rivals. You can go to cusportsreport.com and you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram as well. My at is Nikki Edwards with three S's. That's where I post all of my articles and my content. And yeah. There you go. Nikki's been killing it on basketball content, so make sure you check that out. Um, as well as on the recruiting side, we will get to some recruiting stuff. We'll talk about Coach Prime at the Super Bowl. We'll talk even more realignment since there's still more news. But let's not waste any more time. Let's bring him in. Montana Limonius Craig is joining the show today. CU receiver, joined the team in 2020. There he is. Montana, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, Buff Nation, man? Shout out to DMVR, man, having me on the set. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you. I want to start here before we get into everything good, but it's been a wild last two months for us. I can only imagine how it's been for you. How you been holding up with all the new changes so far? Did we lose him? Do we have Montana? No. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, we just lost Montana. We'll get him back. Yeah. Um, he was with us here shortly before. He was. Montana, <laughs> he, he ain't hard to find also, as they say nowadays. Yeah. Um, of course, Montana Malomonis Craig had the big catch against Cal, the overtime game, the only game they won last year. Rough season for the Buffs overall. Uh, rough season for the passing game overall. But Montana was there. And when they were able to get him the ball, he was able to produce. Of course, Jordan Tyson, the big ticket guy from last year. He had a 100-yard game against Cal. He did. And so Jordan Tyson against ASU, they were like back and forth, the two weapons that CU really needed and more often than not connected with for a touchdown or two. It's really good to see him him grow too. And he it's funny because he is that like overtime guy in 2021. He had that overtime catch against right. Oregon State um, when they were playing at home at Folsom. I was there at that game um, reporting as a student reporter. And I remember seeing that catch and I was like, 
you know, a great moment for me because I also graduated from mm -hmm. the University of Colorado. So it's like the buff fandom is within me, but it's also, you know, you got to approach the job as a biased journalist as well. But Montana's really good in those clutch situations. And we saw that firsthand with Cal. And, you know, if you look at the pictures, there is some questions on whether or not it actually was a catch. But thank God <laughs> it, it was. It was a catch. Okay. <laughs> it was yeah. a catch. We're calling it a catch. Uh, they put the picture up in the Champion Center just outside of the press conference room we always go to. They were quick getting that up, too. Super quick. Uh, I think we have Montana coming in very shortly. Bear with us, guys. But last year, Montana, 23 receptions, 359 yards, three touchdowns, none bigger, of course, than that one against Cal. Do we have him, Melissa? Uh, yeah. All right. Bringing in Montana. There he is. What's there up, man? There we go. Dude. <laughs> we're good. How you been, though, man? It's been a wild two months. I can only imagine how it's been for you. I mean, I would say personally for me, it's been a good experience. It's been good to be around. I've been enjoying it, and I mean, I'm happy that you feel me. We're able to turn everything around from last year and get the ball rolling now, upon with Coach Prime. So, what? go ahead. Um, I'm just curious, where were you on December 3rd when CU released the news that Coach Prime was the new head coach? Uh, I mean, I was I was at home relaxing, enjoying myself, but. I mean, it was big news, so I mean, I was excited. I was ready to get back and get to work. So that's really all I was thinking of after the news got released. It's good to know who the guy leading us out the battle will be now, and I'm ready to go play for him. So, Montana, you've been with the team since 2020. That's when you joined as a recruit. Man, you've had a long ride. One coach recruited you. You had another coach for a few years. You had an interim coach last year. Now you have Coach Prime. How have you been holding up with all these transitions that you keep on having to deal with? I mean, personally, I would say I chose CU to come to the school and not for a specific person. So, I mean, that's really what kept me through it throughout the whole time. But, I mean, like I said, it's good to now have some kind of stability and now to be on a set track to get the ball rolling. What was the hardest part of last season? I know we talked to you guys like week by week and you said, you know, fixing things, having these good practices, but... You know, what was going on behind the scenes for you and just dealing with such a less productive seasons than you've had prior? I mean, I would say I hate losing just like anybody. So that was probably the toughest part, just going out there, you know, giving it your all and coming up short. I mean, other than that, I mean, it was a brotherhood. I love each and every one of those guys. So, I mean, it was great to go to battle with them. But it's just the simple fact of us not being able to get the job done was the part that bothered me the most. Montana, you got a lot of new teammates. Coach Prime brought in 47 new guys in this period. How has that been for you? And how has that been for a bunch of the other guys like you who have been on the team for a while, having all these new guys come in and just trying to gel all together? I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it because – as these new guys are coming in, we all have the same common goal, and that's winning. So if they're coming in to make an impact and help the team get to the common goal that we want to and get to where we want to be, I have no problem. And all the guys are where everybody's on the same page. Have you been able to show the new guys around a little bit, show them your spots that you go to, where you eat, where you hang out, et cetera? I mean, I have personally. I reach out to them and all the new guys that come into the facility, everybody that's well I welcome to the program with open arms so anytime they need something they know they can call me anything they're learning new around Boulder because I've been here for a little while now they know they can call me 
about one of those new guys. I saw you at the basketball game a few weeks ago. You were with Jimmy Horn. What's it been like getting him in? I know he's a bit of a younger guy. Have you been trying to kind of play the mentor role with him and help show him the way at CU? I mean, I would say just help show him the way a little bit. Uh, he's a younger guy, but he's very mature. And I know he'll be a good asset for us this season. So, I mean, it's just more so the fact of uh, being a good teammate, being there for my teammate. If any of them need anything, they're new around here. They don't know a lot of stuff about Boulder. They can call me. Um, another new guy, too. You guys have been kind of playing more casually and doing some throwing drills with Shador. But just from what you've seen just in those casual settings, either on and off the field, how would you describe Shador Sanders? I mean, he's a great guy, works hard. We get after it on the field. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to him spinning the ball this this season. So, I mean, it's not really nothing too much I can say. So, man, that's that's my boy, though. He He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a great football player. Another new guy I want to ask you about. Um, I know you guys have been kind of taking it casual, just going through workouts, getting to feel each other out. But have you lined up against Travis Hunter yet when he's at DB? And have you gone at him one-on-one? I haven't got the chance to yet, but that will happen. But no, I haven't got the chance to yet. We've just been in our off-season training right now in terms of just strength and conditioning. As you've kind of, we've all sat and watched this recruiting class file in, what have been your reactions and just the the caliber of talent that Coach Prime is bringing in? Like, what do you see out of this class? What's the vision? And overall, what's your reaction on just the talent he's bringing in? I would say my reaction is I want CU to have as much success as it can while I'm here and after I'm here. So as much talent as he can bring in, I'm loving what he's doing in the recruiting process. And a lot of those young guys would be great assets for years to come. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And then the guys that's coming in with this class now, I'm hoping guys can make an impact. Montana, I got to ask you about the Cal game, man. It was a pretty uh, awesome moment last year. I know it was a rough year for you guys. Uh, but you had that big win in overtime. Of course, you had the amazing touchdown catch. We got a lot of new fans that have joined since Coach Prime has been hired. Can you try and put into words what that min- win meant to you guys and your team in that moment? Oh, man, we were struggling. I mean, first game with Mike Sanford as the interim head coach. And guys, like we do every week, went out there and put our hearts out on the line and was able to get the job done. I'm happy that. For me, I was able to contribute to the team being able to get a win. So, I mean, it, it was it was electric in that stadium, too. So, I'm looking forward to Folsom being a lot like that every yes. home game upcoming fall. So, I would just say that? we was able to give them a little, a little taste of it last year. Do you replay that play in your head, that touchdown catch? I mean, it was an, an incredible catch. Um, I mean, you're basically bending over backwards. Does that come up in your mind pretty often? I mean... Not necessarily, because I would say playing receiver, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you get paid to do. So, I mean, make the hard catches look routine is what I go by. So, there you go. I and, mean, um, not necessarily. It doesn't replay in my head a lot. I'm glad I was able to make the catch, but I expect myself to do that. And um, as you've been getting to know a lot of new faces around the facility, of course, you have an entire new coaching staff. Uh, Brett Bartoloni, your new wide receivers coach, what are your conversations like with him? Have you been been able to talk with him, set any goals for the future? Um, He's a great guy, and he's going to coach me hard. That's what I need to get to the next level where I want to be. 
And I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them. We haven't really had a bunch of interactions with our coaches yet because, like I said, we've been with the strength and conditioning staff a lot lately. But, I mean, I've talked to Coach Bray. He's a great dude, and I'm looking forward to playing for him. Well, about that conditioning staff, what's it like kind of training under Coach Mo and what he's putting you guys through? We see you in the videos. Man, you guys are grinding. Uh, what's it been like, though? Uh, I mean, uh, of course it's challenging, but anything easy you wouldn't want. So, I mean, it's challenging. We're in there getting after it, and you have to put the work in to get to where we want to be. Stuff just isn't handed to us. And Darren's feeling that in us and making sure that we know that so guys that's in there have to work. So what's the schedule like? Is it five days a week? You have weekends off? Is it four days a week? You have Fridays off? Uh, we go four days straight, Monday through Thursday, Friday off. But really, if you want to be good at something, there really isn't any off days. So, I mean, guys are still in there getting extra work Friday and Saturday. In your free time, do you ever just call up the boys and they're like, hey, do you want to go, like, throw some balls for a bit, like, go run some drills? Like, do you ever do that in your free time with Shador and others? Yeah, we do that all the time. We figure out time to get some extra work in and just get together, get together in the IPF at the facility and get some work in. Montana, uh, Jordan went down last year against Oregon with that injury. How's he doing? I mean, I'm sure he can't really work out to the level that we all want to see him at yet uh, at this point. But how's he doing so far? Oh, he's doing good, man. He's attacking his rehab. That's like my little brother, man. So it hurt me when he went down. I was on the field with him, but I mean, he's coming back strong, attacking his rehab, and he'll he should be ready this fall. You see big things out of him this fall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a playmaker, man. Love that guy. Great teammate, and he he'll be ready to show up and do what he has to do. We can't wait. Um, all right, Montana coach Prime, in Jackson State, he's obviously himself a celebrity, but he liked to bring in a lot of celebrities, rappers, former athletes. I want to ask you, who do you want to see Coach Prime bring in for you to meet and kind of rub elbows with? You know, I'm not really a big celebrity guy. I don't really <laughs> – not everybody's regular person to me. But I would say probably mm, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Why not? There I, you go. I always wanted to meet him in person, so I'd say probably him. I have a good feeling Coach Prime can make that happen for you, man. Uh, <laughs> do, you have anything, do you have anything else, Nikki? Um, I'm just curious about spring practice. You know, this is your third spring practice with the team. You're pretty well seasoned this at this point, but everything's kind of different this time around. Um, what are your expectations and kind of maybe installing this offense and what you're kind of working towards and how this team's going to form something tangible during these spring practices? I would say I'm looking forward to the competition level. Competition will be at an all-time high. And, I mean, as a team, we'll grow together and compete together. So, I mean, you will always want to go against your brother every day. We'll make each other better. And I'm looking forward to that for the most part. Montana, I got to ask you, the meeting with Coach Prime, the first time he met you guys, it went pretty viral. A lot of people had their opinions on it. But I want to hear it from you, someone that was there. What was it like going through that um, and just – meeting him and seeing him in the flesh as your coach in that first moment? I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, the, the video went viral, so I don't really need to say what was said at the meeting. But, I mean, I, I more so view it as if you're scared, go to church. You, it isn't where you need to be. If that's not the place for you, if you're not willing to come in and work hard and earn everything that you get, it's not, it's not for you to be there. So that's really how I went about it and took things.
you have anything else? Um, how's Deion Smith doing? Oh, he's doing great, man. That, that's my boy. That's yeah, my guy, he, man. He's working hard himself, too, man. He's doing real good. Love to hear that. Uh, I'm a big Deion Smith fan myself. All right, Montana, before we let you go, I got to ask you, Super Bowl's on Sunday. Who's your pick? Who you got? Eagles, Chiefs, and why? Okay, okay. I would say if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with the Eagles because I feel like the Eagles have a, have a better overall team. But one thing about that guy, Patrick Mahomes, is he knows some magic. So uh, you you can never really go against him too much. But if I had to pick one, I'd say the Eagles should pull it out. There you go. You you just uh, made a lot of friends in the DMVR community picking against the Chiefs. So good on you, man. <laughs> uh, Montana, yes, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to get you in next time. Uh, we're rooting for you, though, man. We can't wait to see you guys out on the field. Yes, sir. Guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Montana. Good seeing you again. Okay. And there he is, Montana Lamonius Craig. That was How about great. That? It was good catching up with him. And yeah. I think as all local reporters, we've been curious on how the previous roster's been doing with this amount of change. We haven't been able to talk with them kind of one-to-one -one and something we've done like this. And it was good to get context on what he's feeling. And, of course, it's going to be a competitive atmosphere. But I think Montana is certainly going to be the ones that has a solidified roster spot just because of the products he put up last season. Right. He's got the production. He showed his potential, especially in that Cal game. Um, but he's fired up, man. We see him working in the well-off videos with Shador. He's ready to go. He said, if you're scared, go to church. <laughs> he seems to have the right mentality. I'm excited for him. Are the Eagles, though? Better than the Chiefs. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put my pick out there since we are Go a little bit on it. that conversation. I'm picking the Chiefs. I originally, Coach Prime was picking the Eagles, and yep. Rob Gronkowski was picking the Eagles. I listened to their takes, but I was listening to Colin Coward this morning, and he was describing the way that Patrick Mahomes operates on his offense, but specifically the schedule that the Eagles had leading up to the NFC Championship Kinda game. Soft. Yeah, kind of soft. Nothing compared to what the Kansas City Chiefs had to go through and, you know, that Bengals game. That was a competitive AFC championship game, so they're more well-versed in these tough matchups that the Eagles will bring, but Patrick Mahomes always get it done. Like, is Juju Smith-Schuster back? I don't know. I need to check the injury report. I'm not completely up to date. Yeah, but yeah. I saw Drake bet, Drake, um, the rapper, bet on Juju Smith-Schuster. To score? Um, I think it was, like, yards or something. Uh, oh, no, first touchdown score. So he must be back. A Drake bet is a bad omen, though. <laughs> you don't want to be on that side, I don't think. Um, before we move on, we'll get to a bunch more things. We'll talk realignment, as I said. Some news came through late last night and the Super Bowl with Coach Prime and some recruiting. But first, shout-out to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery and DMBR have teamed up to give some lucky DMBR fans the ultimate game day experience, including VIP tickets, Lexus Club access, parking, and DMBR merch. We got two giveaways. Um, the Avs giveaway. March 9th, it's a Thursday against the LA Kings. Two tickets, row five, section 102. Um, and then the other one is going to be March 30th. That is also a Thursday. That's the Nuggets giveaway. We'll be playing the Pelicans. Uh, two tickets courtside. So head on over to thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. Uh, link is also in the description. Winners will be selected one week before each game. And then since we've been talking about the Super Bowl, shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings also has great deals at the home screen if you just scroll across the top. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DMVR. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. 
and get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right. The big recruiting <laughs> news, Nikki. Yesterday, last evening, OU Texas. They're leaving. They're going to the SEC a year early. We've been talking a lot about what CU should do. Should they stay pat in the Pac-12? Should they dip out for the Big 12? But the main takeaway, I mean, that really just speeds up the whole process. Uh, now the Big 12 kind of has this extra year that maybe they knew we might lose OU Texas. Um, but you're bringing in the new schools. For CU, though, is the Big 12 an attractive option to make the jump now without Texas and OU after next year or after uh, 24? Um, it makes it more reasonable. I, you know, two open spots up in the Big 12, it, it kind of opens up that landscape for them. And of course, as UC, USC and UCLA are doing, they're following the bag. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a bigger bag to be gotten yes. in the Big 12. Of course, like, you know, maybe the Big 10, that would be more lucrative right. for them. But as of now, that isn't a more rational or logical option. I think it would be great for them to make that move into the Big 12. It's just the way the Pac-12 is kind of disseminating. It's unfortunate to see, but with SDSU and SMU also on the line too, I don't know how specifically the Pac-12 is going to grow from a lucrative media standpoint in order yeah. to support this huge team such as Colorado that's coming in. Like They may need a bigger platform to compete. And mm -hmm. also, I mean... Oregon's left, Utah's left, like Washington's left. Like these are all teams that are kind of fluctuating. I mean, Oregon never fluctuates and Utah right. hasn't really been fluctuating. But, you know, just overall with the Pac-12, it's that conference that when they get into the playoffs or something productive happens for them, they just see, they can't really hold on to it. So I'm also excited to see USC and UCLA do something yeah. <laughs> out east too. But that's what, that's what I think. <laughs> Love that. Thanks for your thoughts on realignment. It's been a messy process. Do you think we're witnessing the death of the Pac-12, like right before us? It seems like it, doesn't it? I when you're talking about, I mean, no, no shade on SDSU. They have a great. They're you know mm -hmm. they're running a great program, and um, SMU as well. But you know when you're when you are in these conversations of restructuring, there are things that are falling apart that the Pac-12 doesn't seem to have control over. And it was, you know, a significant and shocking move when USC and UCLA were like, hey, like, yep. we're going to go make more money. We're going to build our program in the ways that we see are lucrative for us. And it seems like the teams that are winning are moving more in that direction. See you to the Big Ten, possibly? Is that the ultimate goal? And do you see it happening? If so, within the next two years or so, or is this more of a long-term thing? Uh, I would see it more being a long-term thing. I think they have to still assess things with USC, UCLA being added into it and kind of the restructuring of scheduling and whatnot. But um, with Coach Prime, I mean, he can kind of get anything that he wants done. Yeah. If he potentially wants to be in the Big Ten, he knows people high up to in order to negotiate that. But you know, when you talk about realignment and restructuring, it is more of a long-term thing, and it's, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I agree. Stay tuned is what we keep saying because this is constantly changing, and who knows what curveball we get next. Yeah, with Texas and OU, though, and the SEC, like, that's the South. Yep. Like, they're going <laughs> yep. to be 
balling down there. But I wonder, I wonder how Oklahoma is going to um, weigh up against those opponents. They're in a bit of a transitional period right now. Yeah. So we'll see. They had some hype after last year's or this current recruiting cycle. Uh, they finished pretty high up, so we'll see. Let's talk about Coach Prime. Alyssa, I sent you a tweet. Coach Prime is at the Super Bowl. He's the most popular man there, but he had one of the greatest moments of the NFL Honor Show history. Go ahead, throw it up. I absolutely, you can stop it, Alyssa. It's good. I absolutely love that he threw the NIL part in at the very end. <laughs> By the way, we could use some NIL money. I just love, too, how he was announcing announcing the coach of the year, and he's like, wait a second. Yep. Speaking of coach of the year, right. let me get my plug in there and promote Colorado. Like That is exactly like what Colorado needs. Like this, These whole two months, just seeing CU be propelled onto this national platform, especially in that realm. Like It's like funny, it's, it's welcomed, and... Just I, I saw that and I was just like, oh my god, uh -huh. that was hilarious. Good for him. He's killing it out there. Um, as I said, most popular man at the Super Bowl. Um, I watched him on Rich Eisen. You watched him too, I think, on Rich Eisen. The chemistry that those two have together. Of course, they spent so long at NFL Network, and I loved Coach Prime on NFL Network. He was Deion Sanders then, of course. But mm -hmm. uh, that chemistry and that interview was just great. Um, <laughs> a lot of great sound bits from that. Uh, the gift bag, when they got the gift bag, talking about that, that was great. Um, Coach Prime, as we saw him well off, met with Emmett Smith, LeVar Arrington, Garrett Wilson, Pac-Man Jones, Stephen A. Smith, uh, Shady McCoy. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, of course. So we need to sit down and talk. Yeah. Not like serious, but more like a mm -hmm. kind of casual thing. It's tough to say the impact of this because... This is pretty national. This is pretty big time. Of course, it's Deion Sanders, but man, he just basically pitched it to the greatest players, coaches, people in the NFL right now. Hey, come to Colorado, you know, like little casual recruiting uh, drop. The man just never sleeps. I know. And also seeing the spring game tickets, people are yes. getting put on hold mm -hmm. <laughs> for the spring game. I know. And how the students have to claim their tickets that is just you see the effect that he's having on the community from a national scale a local scale like there is so much attention around Colorado and their program and it was just it's a complete 180 from what CU was experiencing last year it's it's great to see and it's good to see you know a more hopeful and just tangible future for this team that never really had hope prior to coach Andrews hire and uh, I love how whenever he talks to someone and they always offer him help and he always tells them, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> he is just building the brand nonstop. Um, guys, get your questions in now. Hit that thumbs up button while you're here. We'll get to your questions at the end of the show. But since Nikki is here from CU Sports Report, of course, Rivals.com, let's talk some recruiting. You talked to a couple 2024 recruits. Which one do you want to start off with? Um, I talked to Danny Ayoke, the a number one prospect coming out of Oklahoma. He's a defensive end, and that guy is, he is incredibly intelligent. Um, 
he has a 3.96 GPA. That's what he told me. And overall, he's just looking for the right fit for the school. Like the school can have all of these fancy bells and whistles, but ultimately it just kind of came down to like a vibe thing for him. Mm -hmm. And I think he found that with CU. What he told me is he detailed um, his conversation with Coach Prime and uh, Coach Prime talked about his like coming of age story, how he like worked at this chicken shop and now he he created this empire that he shares all of his wealth with. And it was a really inspirational story. And you can see kind of the connection that he has with each individual athlete. I mean, there were 67 mm-hmm. players um, at the elite underclassmen weekend. There's a lot of people to go to. And he, Coach Prime didn't get to everyone, but he did get to a lot of people. And in those conversations, you know, he he painted them the vision, but also related related to them on beyond a football level. And I think mm. that's what a lot of the players are looking for is just someone to connect to. And I think a big thing with Aoki too, um, Nick Williams invited him out to uh, the elite underclassmen weekend. And mm-hmm. Nick Williams kind of gave him more of a schematic look on how they would fit him into that defense. And that was something that other schools didn't really necessarily provide him with. Like schools would say, oh, like you would look really good here. Like we could use you like this, but... Nick Williams was more specific in saying like, oh, we can use you like on third down like this, like first down like this, like down by down, like plays, you know, more more in depth and overall just a really, um, really more intimate visit. And, you know, that's why they're recruiting like the best guys. Like they, they're selling something different. You mm-hmm. know, they're selling something more personable, something that's actually more attainable because these guys, they want to have four year careers that eventually go pro and with, coach prime like that is a reasonable outcome so ultimately like these 2024 guys and of course any recruiting class is looking for that future beyond college football and um yeah it was he had a really good visit there um really connected with cordell grundy he's a tulsa native talked Mm -hmm. about tulsa and stuff i've never been to oklahoma i don't know what's up with it but um yeah he had a very flat mm. (laughs) have you been there i have been there a few times yeah um, I also talked to um, Jordan Ross, too. He is an athlete out of um, Downey, California. He plays for Warren High School. And the fun thing about him is his quarterback is Nico Ayamalavea. Good say job. That? Did, Good I kill, job. <laughs> did I kill that? You may have just killed that. <laughs> um, he is uh, Tennessee's five-star quarterback recruit. So he's just um, – Jordan Ross is a wide receiver, but he mm-hmm. also he's dabbled in cornerback as well. But he's just getting dimes from Nico, and he had a great season. Um let me see if I got his stats here. Um, he was at, he was leading um, the Warren Bears 69.7 yards per game. He only played for six games. I don't know spe- specifically the reason behind that, but 25 receptions, 418 yards over six games. And as long as reception, eight, 75 yards. I mean, when you have a quarterback like Nico, but he, Jordan Ross is a, a playmaker in his own regard, and um, he described his nickname is the Route Reaper. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I know, I'm like that. That's a. I feel like out of all, like, like they're. That's a really unique wide receiver nickname. He's. He said he described his um, play style fast, physical, and dominant. And, you know, ultimately, I think he'd be more be on the offensive side, but he is getting more reps at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Same with Ioke. Just going to going back at him. He is playing wide out this season, so he will pl- be playing both sides of the ball, but more defensive end, more wide receiver with Jordan Ross. But, um, you know, he enjoyed his. Trip and just for the future, he said he'd he'd like to better his craft. He's not perfect yet, and he just wants to be a better player than he is now. I mean, these guys are young. Like, do you remember yeah. being a junior in high school? Yeah, I wasn't smart back then. No, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea like what I wanted to do or just had like a clear. I mean, also I wasn't 
you know, five-star football players. So I think that definitely right, well, plays into it a little bit. Was I, so. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the 2024 class. I mean, with rivals, they rivals has them ranked the 13th um, best class. Um, just within the 2024s. <laughs> Uh-oh. Someone's, someone's okay. in trouble. Um, so, yeah, they're doing, they're hitting that recruiting recruiting class pretty hard, and it's crazy to see. I mean, they got Omar White. They got yep. Eric Brantley. They yep. got Dejon Calamon. There's there's some early guys coming in, too, and it's, yeah, they're, they're also, they're putting in the early work to see the long-term benefits. Right. What do you make, I mean, interesting what you said about Jordan Ross, another guy wide receiver slash cornerback. They've been attacking a lot of these athletes, a lot of these guys that play multiple positions. What do you think about that? Just getting like the best group of athletes that you can in your recruiting class and then just trying to figure out where they fit in after the fact. I mean, ultimately, that's what they're there to do. They're there to get the best guys that they possibly can recruit, and they are doing that early on. I mean, just looking at them now, like you want to see their full scope of their work and what they can provide. And I think from there, once you get them into the program and see what resources and personnel that you're kind of moving the pieces around, then mm -hmm. you can see how they fit into that A, offense or defense. I mean, you saw that with Juwan Johnson, the right. recent commit. He was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. He was throwing up crazy, crazy um, yards. Insane stats, like, yeah. Just, yeah, it's seriously insane stats, but he's coming in as a um, cornerback, mm -hmm. which I found um, just really interesting. So, you know, when you're, when you're at that age, you have opportunity to go explore different sides of the ball maybe if you're like an o-lineman you can go like d-line i think it depends on like your right right your, your measurements and whatnot but you have the ability to kind of go outside of your position group and see what else you can accomplish and yeah ultimately they'll just figure out like where they fit when they come here i mean 2024 we got a whole year ahead of us and then some to yeah see them on the yeah. field so um what do you make of the 23 class i mean you got the two four-star wide receivers and Adam Hopkins and Marion Miller, um, you can expect them there. But then you have Dylan Edwards, another guy who is extremely dynamic, but also kind of that running back wide receiver hybrid. Mm -hmm. um, what can you tell us just about Dylan Edwards, his game, and maybe the wide receivers, those four-star guys? Um, Dylan Edwards, fast. Yes, very <laughs> fast, in case um, you didn't know. Yeah, a couple of rivals camps, he um, was racing Nicholas Harbour. I forget mm -hmm. the distance, but he beat him in a sprint, and that is just the ultimate, like, kind of quintessential thing that he brings to the ball. I mean, we rivals recently ranked him, I think, the number three all-purpose back in the country. Mm -hmm. So he's a high-up guy. He's an absolute playmaker. I got to go. I have his stats, um, his senior year stats, but he – you know, he's a playmaker. He's simply a playmaker. When you have a guy that's versatile who can both rush and receive, mm -hmm. you know, you want a guy like that on your, your squad. And to pull him from Notre Dame, that was a really um, interesting moment in kind of the early recruiting period because it was early on. And, you know, when you have a kid committed to Notre Dame, at least from like an old CU perspective, like that kid's not going right. <laughs> to flip to Colorado. Yeah. But um, with Coach Prime – that's when we got our first taste of like, oh, the power of him. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this, yep. this is what, you know, a taste of what the recruiting period is going to look like. And we kind of saw that follow suit with Omarion Miller and Adam Hopkins, like mm -hmm. was one of those flips too. Yep. Marion Miller is the number one ride receiver coming out of Louisiana. He also a playmaker, incredible route runner, same speed. And same with Adam Hopkins too. He was just elevated, I think a month ago, I don't know when, but from a three-star to a four-star because um, he was uh, at the 
think it was like a UA camp or like a rivals camp yeah, and they were scouting him. But mm-hmm. you know, you I saw you tweeted that video mm-hmm. as well and he's really dynamic, has good hands on the ball, has good eyes, can read read and receive really well. So you know, there there are a lot of young weapons in that twenty twenty three high school class and of course like gotta say it, Cormani McLean. Of course. Let's <laughs> talk about our guy. That that was I remember when that was kind of happening, kind of on the recruiting end of it, just kind of trying to connect with the Miami people and seeing, you know, what they were seeing on their end. And it was, they couldn't really necessarily pinpoint it other than he just didn't show up for signing day. And mm-hmm. um, they didn't want to read into it too much because McLean was such a mysterious um, recruit. He didn't really give a lot to the media. There was yeah. very minimal information on what he was going to do next. And then la-di-da, couple months later we see him at a visit with Colorado and it solidified those rumors that he was going to make that flip I think that was just like you know it was like this happened like back in December and then here we are in January we're like oh there he is yep (laughs) (laughs) with this 23 class I mean of course they're all young going to be freshmen how much are you expecting them to contribute this year in terms of like big roles like do you think we'll see an Omarion Miller or an Adam Hopkins starting, you know, week one against TCU. Do you think we see Dylan Edwards starting? Um, any of the other guys in particular, if you want to talk about them too? Um, I think the running back room and the backfield is an interesting um, group at the moment. Deion Smith, of course, and Cavassier Smoke. He's not there yet, but of course they're going to have starting roles. And I think with running backs too, you have like the two guys. But Dylan Edwards is one of those guys where – that could be a potential for him. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you saw that a bit with Anthony Hankerson and Charlie Offord. All, of course, it was right. different circumstances, but you know, they were still able to get their hands on the ball and make something work. Like, I think with a quality offensive line, which yeah. CU has constructed, like, um, I I put them at number two in like my rankings. Ooh. But yeah, but I <laughs> I honestly would put defensive backs um, second. But if if those opportunities are open, like they can open up those gaps for him to make a play and run. So I yeah. definitely see Dylan Edwards and Cormani McLean too. Like it's, mm-hmm. it'd be hard not to give some of those guys initial like game time reps. Right. Well, you know, like a, he, of course he's a five star. Like he knows the game. He has a pretty good football IQ and might as well throw him into it so he can have some of those collegiate learning lessons and assess from there. I mean, CU secondary is insane yep insane right now but i could see him having a starting role and just that secondary being absolutely dominant but um yeah the o-line is an interesting group it's kind of like they have um a juco all-american which is isaiah jada yep um tyler brown um fcs all-american um landon Beebe and jack wilty landon Beebe was an all-conference honoree and so was jack wilty savion washington started full-time at Kent State, and you know you have the old, the um, Jared Christian Lichtenhan still tank. T- yeah tank I know yeah. I might have just like cut that I was like wow <laughs> yeah, tank yeah I cut that make your life tank. a little easier yeah but you know we saw some good reps from him as well and I think Van Wells will also take the starting role in that center spot like he was always grading very very high last mm-hmm. season and it was good to see um, a true freshman step up into that role um, just with um, other freshmen too. I have to go to my list, but it's all good. Um, you have some words from Kylan Fox. We talked about him a bit yesterday. Uh, talked about his visit on Junior Day a few weekends ago. But you have some additional information. 
Yes, I'm pulling up that quote from him. Rivals just kind of did a bit of a story from him. Um, I'll get you. Kylan Fox, of course, the beast at tight end that we've been talking about for a while, has over 60-plus offers from Grayson High School in Georgia. I believe it's uh, Sean or Lawrence. One of you guys in the chat always tell me how much of a powerhouse Grayson is, uh, four-star recruit, one of the top 200 players in the nation. I mean, you name the school, he's got an offer from him. Do you have the quote? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that was my favorite visit of the three out of Florida State in Florida. It's beautiful there. Everything stood out. Coach Prime is straight business. They'll be a top 10 team in the next two, three years. Wow. So, anyway, we've been seeing him, too, interact with uh, Tim Brewster a lot on social media and yep. engage with uh, um, – CU-related content, and mm -hmm. that's also another another guy to keep on, uh, keep an eye on for sure for the future. Is Kylan Fox coming? He coming? Um, yeah, I put, put my money on it. Yeah, he coming? I yeah. think he coming too. All right, before we get to questions, got to pay the bills and tell you guys about our friends at Green Mountain Dental, who have been a supporter of DMVR since the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. And then also shout out to our friends at Bacchus & Shanker. Bacchus & Shanker win for Colorado families and have been helping those who were seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. No fees to speak with them, no fees to review your case, and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Box and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. A uh, quick note on the Kalen Fox quote. Just want to give credit to Ryan Wright at Rivals for that report. National recruiting analyst. You can find him on Twitter. Love it. All right, people. How's everyone doing? Let's talk. Hit that like button while you're at it. We're at 140. Let's get to 200 for Nikki, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I drove my Subaru Crosstrek all the way yeah, over on. here from... Highlands Ranch, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a drive, but my <laughs> Apple Maps took me the weirdest way. Don't, I don't know, I know you use Google Maps because the pin you sent me, but mm -hmm. Apple Maps just sent me like the back way. I went like Denver Botanic Gardens, like through the neighborhoods. That's why I don't trust Apple Maps. That's why, exactly why I use Google Maps. I know, I, it's, it's the argument goes on. It's like, I'm, I think the familiarity piece just really gets me. I'm like, I can't stray away from my lady. <laughs> Your lady Siri? <laughs> Apple Maps. Oh, you guys are tight, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, Marquis with the question. I want to know... When are we going to get a glimpse of the wide receivers going against the DBs in the throwing, session, throwing sessions in the indoor practice facility? Um, that's a good question. I would bet probably not until we actually get to official spring workouts. I believe that was March 19th was the date that was set for. So uh, there you go, 200 for Nikki. Thanks, guys. Um, so we'll see. I think uh, they're kind of – I don't want to say they're taking it easy, but you know they're not going – balls to the wall in terms of on-field stuff just yet so wait and see yeah and even coach prime said during the um, press conference last wednesday two wednesdays ago you know they still haven't figured out their offense yet right. and how things are going to fit all together you know they're like you said they won't go balls to the wall until 
Um, I think maybe I think we're going to see it uh, for the spring game a little. Oh, for that, sure. That's probably the the earliest glance that we're going to see an offense defense mm-hmm. going one on one like head to head with each other. Can't wait. We're going to learn a lot from the spring game. E love, what's up, man? Did you see Jerry Jones talking to Dion? Yes, we did. Yep. He said, let's let's sit down. Let's sit down and chat. Yeah, let's sit down and talk. You know, the brief like, <laughs> oh, hello. I mean, I wonder, I wonder what Jerry Jones has to say. He's I wouldn't say he's like a mysterious figure, but that man is always like, I've never met, I mean, I've never met Jerry Jones, <laughs> but like that is a dedicated man yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, but they just can't, they can't do it against the 49ers. I know. <laughs> you see uh, Deion Sanders is a 49er, right? Oh yeah, of course. They went to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Nikki is a 49ers fan, so uh, sorry to our fans in Texas right now. Yeah, I'm Coach just... Prime is a, a Niner in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Next question from Jay. How many shows did Coach Prime visit yesterday? I lost count. What was Buff exposure like last year at this time? Uh, one, I cannot tell you how many shows he was on. He was all over the place. Yeah, he like was I all said, over the place. he was the most popular man at the Super Bowl. Um, what was the last question on that, Alyssa? The second half? Um, oh, this exposure this time last year? Uh, not, not even close. Not <laughs> even close. I, w- I was here last year. Um, tell him. Were you in Utah? Yes, I wasn't here. Yeah, yet. I mean, I was I was still working as like a student reporter, but it was definitely not at the scale that it was today. I yep. mean, we saw like we had talks with uh, Carl Durrell and met his coaching staff probably around this time last year. But you know, when it came from like a recruiting standpoint and like national talk, like I mean, Carl Durrell wasn't going to the national and uh, the NFL honors and announcing the coach of the year. It's completely, completely disparate. Right. Yeah, it's different worlds, honestly. VHF score predictions of the first three games. All right. Um, oh, TCU. They lost so they many. They lost a lot. So many people. I, it's it hasn't been as widely covered as it should. How much yeah. they've lost. I saw a tweet and I, I they went like guy by guy like yep. Max Duggan, Quentin Johnson, um, Demar Demarco, the running back. Uh, Demarcado. Demarcado lost him. I just remember seeing them at the. Fulsome, and I was like, well, the the second half, I was like, oh whoa, right, right. they are just running through this defense. Yep. But here we are now, different, different, different vibes, much different. different team. Score predictions are weird though. They are I'm not um, very good at them. We'll <laughs> save score predictions. Uh, Garrett Riley, a big loss for. Can TCA we do like too. win loss? I. If you want to go win loss real quick, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm gonna say TCU. <laughs> Lose. <laughs> Lose. Choose your words carefully. Yeah. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska's an interesting one, too. I mean, they are kind of, they're, they're not recruiting in the same vein, but Matt Rule was like, you know, he's saucing something up over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like that kind of those week one, like you don't really know what a team right. is going to put out there. But I'm going to say a win for Nebraska and, of course, a win against Colorado State. Love like, it. Yeah. Two and one then coming out of non con? Yeah. That's great. Let's make it happen. What? Me and you? Yeah, us. Oh. We'll do it together. <laughs> uh, Angela with the question. Hello, Angela. How are you? Who has better profile nationally, UCLA or Colorado? Big Ten, wish they had USC and Colorado coming. I don't think you're far off on that. Um, I mean, the reporting was that UCLA was kind of brought on with USC. Uh, I think if realignment in terms of the Big Ten were to happen now, Colorado is definitely a much bigger brand and much more of a force to be reckoned with. Let's see if they can make it happen, though, and get to the Big yeah. Ten at some point. I saw a question. How much is 
how many people does Folsom Field hold? 52,000, mm-hmm. around that. Um, yeah, just over 51,000, I believe. So, Are you guys able to get your spring tickets? There you go. Uh, if you haven't already, um, was it students and select people were able to get tickets today? So the actual general... Season ticket holders. That's what it was, season ticket holders. So uh, 10 a.m. on Monday, guys, if you're trying to come out for the spring game, that's when the tickets are open to the public. So now you know. Next question. Super chat from Lawrence. What's up, man? What is the resolution between Atheist Group and Coach Prime? Oh, this story. I'm still surprised this came up uh, now as opposed to speaking up before the hire. On another note, are surprised about the sellout for spring. Yeah, it's going to be sold out for spring. Uh, the the thing on the, the Atheist Group, man, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. but uh, I don't even... I'm, I'm, I'll tell you about it. It's just a weird situation. I think it's just... Um, People babe. get ba- very angry about a lot of things in today's day and age. Yep. And uh, people don't like that Coach Prime does things the way he does. So. Mm. Okay. Next question. Drico, what non-con games besides Nebraska do you look forward to in the future? Who would you like to see play CU? We talked about this a few days ago, so Nikki, I ask you. Which non-conference games would you like to see CU play? I remember when we were at... Um Media Day mm-hmm. in August. This is August, but I, we saw the schedule for the future. And I think, see, isn't CU playing Florida in 2038? I'm or scrolling to 2038 now. Uh, Colorado <laughs> State's the only one. I know Florida's on the schedule. I've seen yeah, it Yeah, I saw, I saw Florida on the schedule. That'll be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, next year, I believe they get uh, North Dakota State. So that'll be interesting uh, just in and of itself. Uh, so next year, it's North Dakota State at Nebraska at Colorado State. After that, what do we got? I'm so happy the Nebraska rivalry is um, reawakening. Yeah. They need to play every year. Yeah. Um, Georgia Tech's coming up. Houston's coming up. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Another super chat from Big TZ. How do you think CU will feel about the influx of celebs? I kind of touched on it with Montana. I yeah. Mean, um, it's also, of course, it's good just to get that national like recognition and have mm-hmm. that traffic and <clears throat> traction onto uh, CU's platform. I mean, we saw that with the, the Super Bowl video, too. They're like, oh, we're going to come out for spring game. At least, I, well, that's what I saw with Emmanuel Ocho. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, like I'll come out like for the spring. Like, oh, we'll have room for you, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, CU's club seats are going to be just packed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to expand that or how they're going to squeeze everyone in. But I also, too, just seeing little Wayne just pop in for yeah. um, a brief moment. I, I remember hearing Coach Prime say on that day, that, that Wednesday, that press conference, that he was up until 4 a.m. showing him around the facility. Mm-hmm. And he woke up at, like, I don't know what time he woke up. But he was tired that day, nonetheless. He's a machine. I don't know how know. he does it, honestly. <laughs> um, we're at 180, guys. 20 more likes. Hit that like button. From Kenneth. Do you all know how many of each position are on the team or are planned to be on the final squad? I mean, it's so in flux, man. Uh, when we talked to Coach Prime at the press conference, was that last week? Last yeah. week, the week before, I don't, the days run together. Um, he said that we got to get through spring. I mean, they're still working the portal. Wouldn't surprise me if they work it both ways, bring players in and also uh, kind of tell some guys, you know, too bad, yeah. so sad. And even too, I mean, they're taking a pause this month, but you saw with, like his 
uh, Coach Prime's tweets. He's like, I need some dogs out in Texas. I need some dogs out in Florida. I need some dogs out in Arizona. Um, he's still looking for people. And from my count, when we got that um, little plan fit pamphlet of the spring roster, there's 112 guys, including walk-ons, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's some guys that don't have, like, a solidified spot quite yet with the roster. And, um, you know, it's going to re- be a very, very competitive atmosphere and who knows what's going to happen um, after spring pa- practice and who's going to leave for sure uh, we talked about it yesterday brian howell the boulder daily camera put up an article with the spring roster breakdown so go check that out um or just watch yesterday's show from angela again jake and nikki which schools will have the best <laughs> quarterback battles and which quarterback at the spring can be coming to see you as a backup um i th- I guess we're talking about Pac-12 quarterback battles. The one that intrigues me the most is the UCLA one, mm. which is between um, Dante, Moore. Dante Moore and uh, Schley, um, mm. a guy who we thought would potentially come here because he was the quarterback at Kent State last year, mm. uh, entered the portal, of course didn't follow Sean Lewis, went to UCLA instead. I think that's the most intriguing battle in the Pac-12 at least. Yeah, I think I'm just looking at it from like an opponent standpoint too. I'm so curious to see what Shador can do against Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Cam mm-hmm. Rising, um, Michael Penix Jr. too. It's, it's yeah. We, we, I think it's been mentioned before, but Pac-12 is like the the conference of the quarterbacks. Yep, for sure. Stanford. Who? So Tanner McKee. He's in the draft. He's in the draft. I, I don't know. I feel like Stanford's kind of a mess right now. Yeah, definitely a rebuilding rebuilding season for yeah. them. I like uh, Troy uh, Troy Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, I like him as a coach though. Yeah, that, so that, that was a good, that was a good pick for them. Lawrence says Dante Moore's getting that job. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, Lawrence, and I. Uh, I'm hoping it happens. Uh, make the Pac-12 even stronger when it comes to quarterbacks. Three more likes, guys. Come on, Sean. What's up? How many total recruits do y'all anticipate on campus for the spring game? A lot, but uh, go yeah. ahead. Um, well, I, I talked to Jordan Ross, too. Um, Armand Hawkins, Ballhawk, on Twitter, he, he wasn't able to meet with Coach Prime one-on-one, and he invited him out for um, the spring game. And I forgot I forgot the name recently, but I saw another invitation for the spring as well. Williams so. Nwaneri. Yep, yeah. So two mm-hmm. <laughs> as oh. of now, but they're, they're going to be definitely showing off their assets they're, and what they got. They're going to turn it up for the spring game. I don't know if we'll see 67, but I think we'll see double digits. Hey, do they recruits. have room for 67? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they like, squeeze all them in like, the, 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 the field space at Folsom. There's not it's too so much. so tight. Especially when you're like, looking at the media, too. and like, yeah. You can only go so far on the sideline. Like The media can't go past the 20-yard line. Mm-hmm. So with the recruits, maybe they can like hang out on the bench or whatever. But, yeah, there's going <laughs> to be a lot of them. Maybe uh, we'll see him up in the touchdown club. They'll have fun. Yeah. And the DJ will probably be out. They'll definitely have all that. And the celebrity. There's going to be some oh, yeah. celebrities it's there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a whole event. What do you think about um, college game day on Nebraska? Oh, it has to happen. It, my take is it may happen back-to-back weeks. First in Fort Worth against TCU. Mm, yeah. And then follows Coach Prime to Nebraska for his first home game against Matt Rule. And the Huskers. That's what I think. Bold prediction, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, there you go. We hit 214. Way to go, Nikki. Woohoo. Good on you. Thanks, guys. This has <laughs> been super fun. Yeah. One more, though, before we head out. Uh, big TZ again. Warren Sapp is working on his degree to come coach. Yeah, we've heard that. His name's been floated around a lot. We'll see exactly. I don't think, 
I'd be. We still have the Mike Zimmer, the Willie Taggart names floating around. I think we'll oh, yeah, see. They're, they're coming though. Yeah, they are coming. He says so. They're coming. Yeah. I believe him, but <laughs> been waiting a while. Yeah, I know. We haven't <laughs> we haven't met the any of the assistants yet. Yeah, looking forward to but that. But I think that's probably gonna happen sometime in February. There you go. More press conference. Yeah, it's gonna be like more press conference. Oh no, yeah. no hat Jake. Me may media have to stuff. Come back. You guys will hear all that content when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> no hat Jake may have to come back for that then. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Good show. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. It's been a wild week. We held it down here, though, without RK. Um, he'll be back on Monday. Thanks, Nikki, for coming on. It was a lot of fun. I know. This was, this was really great. This was such a fun time. And you and I have been, we've known each other for so long, and mm -hmm. I'm glad we got to sit down and shoot it like we usually do. Of course. Yeah. He always has the, when there's basketball games on Sunday, <laughs> I sit behind him. Uh, at the CU Event Center, so I get to watch um, kind of Red Zone from his laptop. <laughs> so throughout the football season, I got glimpses of what the 49ers were doing, and you turn around and be like, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah. Don't I got tell me you. about it. I have to make sure. <laughs> um, oh, we have another super chat. Buzzer beater from Lawrence. Did the Pac-12 blow it by not doing Week Zero games? Um, I think they tried, but uh, I don't think they blew it. Um, I don't know. Do you have a take on that? Maybe less money, maybe a little less attention. Yeah. I know there were, I mean, when the CU ASU week zero game was flown around, everyone was like, oh my God. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be exciting. Like, more football, more fun, right? But um, I wouldn't say they, yeah, I wouldn't say they blew it, but maybe missed a, a bag or two. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, there it is. DMVR bus prime time. Good week. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you all for listening. We'll have to have you back at some at some point. Yeah, but, just uh, yeah. You know where you know where to find me. You ain't hard to find, as they say, right? <laughs> yeah. Softest right. hands in the city, they also say. Ah, there we go. All the nicknames coming out today. The uh, what was it, Route Reaper was the other one. Yeah, the Route Reaper. I'm stealing that. You're it's gonna have nickname. to. You're gonna have to chop it up with my my Jordan Ross. That's true. Maybe we'll get him. That's can, his name. Well, maybe uh, he's coming, and we can talk. I'd like about to see you run a route. I can't like run to see me run around. Yeah. We'll do it at some point. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. <laughs>